Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Friends with me, Robert. Good morning, Pete. My lap mo out here, yeah, putting in that work. And it's Good Friday today when we're recording. Good Friday. Yeah, it is. It is. Happy, happy Easter, everyone. Yeah, make make sure make sure you get your reduced price Easter eggs on Monday. <laughs> Do yourself justice. I thought you were about to say like eat your fish on Sunday or whatever. Man's like reduced price Easter eggs. And uh, my mom, my mom may just eat fish today. It was good fish though. Is it Easter Friday that they eat fish or is it um, Sunday? I think oh, it's Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah, my wife is correct. It was Friday. What is up with fish? I, I didn't. What, what's, I've never heard this before. I, I don't um, know. Yeah, but there's there's like a thing where people they don't eat meat on Easter Friday. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I had a burger in it, so don't ask me. <laughs> I I had a sausage egg McMuffin this morning whilst I was out on my walk. Wait, you you went on a healthy walk and you had a sausage egg McMuffin? <laughs> I just said I just said the walk was healthy. Those are your words. <laughs> yes, but that right. seems to be a thing that like fish is so associated with Friday. I feel like late in primary school they used to, they used to self they used fish to give us fish. Fridays, yeah. Yeah. The secondary school I worked at every Friday was fish and chips, and I actually really looked forward to it. It was basic fish and chips, yeah, but it was just like fish and chips, like stuck full of tartar sauce. Sit there, eat that, with a smile on my face. It was it was good, and then go to the gym right afterwards. These times, I think Fridays were rice and soup in secondary school. Rice and soup. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't nice soup as well. Yeah. Do you mean like normal rice or like rice balls? Oh no, rice, normal rice, and I say stoop because it was not really soup. It was not really stew. <laughs> stoop. Yeah. Okay, let's get to the memory lane. Suffering. Let's get into it. Uh, Moses trying to be in the hot seat this week. Yeah, hey, I'm in the hot seat. I'm in the hot seat. Oh, okay. I was meant to be in the hot seat last week. That's then true. You got shagged my boy. But he <laughs> he held it down though. He held it down. Oh, he more than held it down. Yeah. I mean, if you're ready to be, if you're training to be a priest, you need to be ready for the questions. Hey. I hear that. I, I'm ready for the smoke. Hopefully, I don't regret them words. Cool. Can I go first, Peter? Absolutely. Go ahead. I don't, I don't think Peter was ready to be asking the question. So I don't oh, no, I've got a question. Okay. No, no, okay. I've got a question. Yeah, I, I was just feeling, I was just feeling, uh, I was feeling frisky. <laughs> All right. So, Kid Moses, um, even th- even though you can read the Bible and whatever order you want, how come it wasn't written in chronological order? How okay. come the Bible was not written in chronological order? Yeah. Do you want to or, ask? Or, or rather, how, how come it wasn't presented in chronological order? I'm like, like you can get chronological Bibles where yeah. the events happened in the order that they would have happened timeline wise, mm-hmm. but our normal Bible is presented the way it's presented. Okay. Um, so basically, like, I want to preface, I want to preface this answer with a cuss towards you, but I know that someone may genuinely have this question, so I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> No, wait. why? Why do you want to cuss me? Because I think like this is a dumb question. Like what? 
Are you mean? They present to the Bible. They present to the Bible. If it's a dumb question, people now have, have gone through the trouble of creating chronological Bibles. Someone out there thought it was important enough that the Bible be presented chronologically. No, but it's, it's like the, the Bible, the books in the Bible are presented in the order, in, in the like whoever wrote it, they've just collected this person's writing and presented it. And there is a sequence in terms of following. So like the Torah and the Jewish Jewish Bible in and of itself is actually structured slightly differently, but it's structured more so, um, it's, it's structured, I think it's structured chronologically. I think more it's more closely, so, more closely yeah, more to the chronological. Yeah, yeah. Whilst um, the Christian Bible is more, it's almost gathered within um, themes. So it's like the the first five is gathered together, and then it goes into like history, and then it goes into the the wisdom books, quote unquote, and then it goes into the prophetic books, and so it's it's almost it's grouped in that in that sense, um, and so there was some sort of order or sense in the way that they presented that and then obviously the new testament just follows the even the new testament isn't um chronological either it just follows like a person's writing after another so paul's writings initially and then i believe we go into um john then we go into peter and james then June and then Mandare, and then it gets into John again for Revelations. But they still try to start it with um, Revelation and end it. No, start it with Genesis and end it with Revelation. Um, and the reason I was saying that's a dumb question is like, there's, so, so there, there's, there's sense in a chronological Bible but there's also sense in reading the books as the original authors intended, like made the account. And so if I, as, let's just say uh, argument's sake in terms of Chronicles and Kings, the people who were, the personal people who were documenting both Chronicles and Kings had like an intention in mind when they were doing that, or they would have, they, like in, in God's providence and sovereignty, that there was something that they were working towards to, to convey. And being able to read the entirety of their book in the way that they've written it allows the reader to more closely interact with what the author's intentions were, which we believe is inspired by God as opposed to just reading as a chronological timeline. And so when we read um, Kings, I believe it's Kings, where it's just like Kings is, is essentially trying to document the lineage of Kings, whilst Chronicles is trying to document what these Kings actually did. And so when we read it in that order, we then recognize, all right, cool, like these were the Kings within this period. But when we read Chronicles, we realize, oh, rah, these Kings were wastemen. And so it, it then, it, it, yeah, it communicates what they were. So even when we read like Matthew, Matthew wanted to display that Jesus fulfilled most of the Old Testament prophecies. When we go to Mark, we, we see that he's trying to communicate Jesus as, as, an, active, as an active figure and as, as an active God, like with the consistent behold and immediate he did this. And it's like the, God is always on the move, he's always acting and he's still doing that now. And then when we get into Luke, it's more communal focused. And when we get into John, it's like the Logos, the, the, the word of God and his movement and, and like the Holy Spirit. And so every author almost had an intention behind it. And as we read his book or her book, 
No, when we read the, the book, um, I don't. Yeah, so it follows the author's intention, and so we can we can like almost put ourselves into the author's shoes as as he was writing to more closely hear what God wanted to say through this author. Um, but in terms of the groupings of the book, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Um, but in terms of reading a book in its entirety and moving on to the next one, I do find wisdom in that in we get to most more closely resonate with what this author wanted to say. Okay. Thank you, Moses. You're very for, loud. Uh, your, your, your mic is very loud, bro. I'm sorry. For the answer to my stupid question. <laughs> so, you know, okay. Yeah. In, imagine in, in imagine saying, to, imagine telling someone the question is stupid. <laughs> in, in Are you hurt that? that? Sorry. <laughs> no. I, I think he is. It's a, it's a it, great question. It's a, I think it's a great question. In response to that, it's a good question in terms of the collections of books, how the books were laid out. But in terms of like following each book in its entirety, that's what I'm just like, we get to see what this person was trying to say. There's there's wisdom in like reading it chronologically, but I also believe that there's wisdom in reading it as a canon, like each book in and of itself, um, to more closely see what the author wanted to say. And I, I think, think I'm sorry, go on. I was gonna say, and that's why I prefaced it in by saying that you know most, most people don't read the Bible in the order it's written in anyway. Mm. So I think um, actually this would probably be a good question for um, the writer Amanda Hill Paley um, when we're able to get her on because she talks about this in, in her book. But it's also worth recognizing that for the most part, you know, the a lot of the Bible was oral tradition codified after the fact mm. um, by people who had um, proximity to the things going on and again were also um, inspired by by God. But yeah, as as Mo said, there's they had their intentions and their agendas when writing, and then afterwards, based on stuff like what we um, what the fathers could easily not easily, but what that fathers the church fathers or the early fathers could identify was you know, this is canon, this is canon, this is canon, mm. um, based on various principles and things that they had in place. We have the collections as we have them now, but they weren't always in that state. We've got a very convenient, almost library of books mm. that has been, that, that's available to us, but it wasn't always in that state. And a lot of it, a lot of it was oral tradition um, and, and would be, you know, the stories told of, of things going on. And like Mo said, you know, you can see those differences very starkly in Kings and Chronicles where they're talking about the same things, but one mentions David and Bathsheba, the other completely ignores that and stuff like that. Yeah. That's good. It's a good question. Uh, maybe silly aunt. Uh, Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Silly way of asking it. He gave me takes away. <laughs> Bro, I feel a bit my tongue. Good, good, <laughs> good. Yeah, it sounds like Robert was hurt, man. Wow. Who's hurt, bro? Uh, the question was—it is pinning it was, him. It was a great question. Do you know how the question? You know how the question was great because Moses spent ten minutes answering it. That's how you know the question was good. Yeah, but Moses will spend ten minutes answering anything. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Everyone's getting. You not doing me dirty. <laughs> anyway, um, so my question. Um, so Mo, Nike are suing Lil Nas X, or the designer of his satanic shoe thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think it's because 
permission wasn't uh, permission wasn't required, and it's sort of dilution because it's presented as though it's by Nike. Mm. But my question is, are Nike being discriminatory if they aren't basing the if if they uh, sanctioned? I don't know who did the Jesus shoes walk on water with a drop of the mm. Red Sea or something, mm-hmm. but they're not sanctioning this. So just if, if add, it's not if it's not on the basis of the human blood and potential um, physical things or biohazards or whatever. Um, from what I read, um, part of the, the problem that had was that there was a because it was like so crazy, you know, like like unlike you peter people were saying that they weren't going to buy nike anymore and so there was a uh, almost like a, dimin- a diminishment of their brand which is something that they were suing this company for mm. okay just want to add that in there as well but, yeah cool. so even in light of what robert has added um i would almost see this as along the roots of defamation of character mm. Um, where it's what you've done has actually caused more harm or is detrimental to what we stand for, and and what is like what is so it's not like it's like you man can do whatever like people customize trainers and sell them all over the, like all over the place um, and I've seen quite a few good ones even like with the anime stuff like people are drawing new yeah. and stuff on trainers and and selling yeah. those. Um, and nothing's really coming back to them, but in terms of the connotations and everything that is around it, um, mm. there is there there seems to have been more backlash. Now I haven't paid attention to it myself. I was just like, all right, cool. Someone is going to buy these. Um, mm. Just like wh- whatever their reason, someone is going to buy these. Oh, and they uh, and they all sold out in a minute. In one they minute, sold. you see. Yeah, obviously, you see that. There you go. Um, but yeah, it's I, I, I almost interactive and more so from a position of defamation of character, where it's like you have, like by you doing what you're doing with our product, the backlash that is coming to you, whether rightly or wrongly, is now being associated with us when we didn't have mm. anything to do with this. And so for mm. that reason, it's like I may not be able to get you based on on X or, or based on like the religious connotation, but I'm going to mm. slap you with what I can do mm. just to make that stance that, yo, I'm not associated with this. Mm. Um, so, yeah, and I know that even with the Jesus Walks trainers, um, like it was reviewed on YouTube, like people were like, no, like this is dope, obviously it's not real um, water or whatever that's in it, but like this, and it, it almost gained positive feedback yeah. for the most part. But mm. this one, man's twerking on CGI Satans and stuff, and two twos are trying to come out with these trainers. Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen the video. It's just I saw the verse that they were using. I saw the entire marketing, and I was like, if Nike, I didn't know that Nike wasn't involved, and I had decided like in myself, and I didn't think they were just like, yeah, I'm not buying anything from Nike anymore. But you know, when they came out, and I was like, okay, cool, fair enough. And but when I saw, I think I saw the, I saw a video talking about it. And all the comments were like, oh, why didn't they stop the Jesus one? Why didn't they stop the Jesus one? And I was just thinking, in all fairness, it's not a Christian company. It's not. Yeah, like they sanctioned the Jesus one. Why, why are they not sanctioning this one? But that's a fair point. Because, if, if, again, it, it comes down to their bottom line, isn't it? Mm. And if there's a significant enough effect on the bottom line, then they're well within their rights to respond. That's yeah. absolutely fair enough. It's almost a case mm. of all, good public, all, all publicity isn't good publicity. 
Cool, I'm happy. Cool, 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 cool. Well, thank you, Peter, because I think that's the only thing we could talk about this week. (laughs) (laughs) So, for those of you that don't know, Mm. so Lil Nas X released a song where he basically went to hell. And he was doing crazy. I haven't watched the video. Because, <laughs> you know. I've watched the you... video. <laughs> okay, but you could describe bits and pieces of what happened to the video for us, please. All right. So it starts off. It's the the pr- whole premise is um, it, it's a very religious, very, very religious um, video where he starts off in the Garden of Eden. Um, and it's just, it's <laughs> oh, literally, wow. Literally, yeah. It's just, and it's just him chilling, playing a guitar at the bottom of the Garden of Eden. And then the devil comes, which is also him. So it's like all the characters are pretty much him, but transformed by CGI. So he comes in as the devil and then transforms into a snake, which is still him. And then the snake is on. So he's sitting under the tree. And then there's like these shapes representing the fruit. And the the serpent kind of comes, wraps around and like starts slithering in front of him. So he gets up and he runs away. But then the devil transforms, that the serpent transforms into a, <laughs> that is so random, Peter. The, the serpent transforms <laughs> into the devil and then like starts, like pushes him onto the floor and then starts kissing his genitals through his, through like a, yeah, 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 it's, it's mad. And then it, it just goes into these next things where it's like, uh, yeah, the next part, is, I can't remember the next part, but the, the fi- one of the final parts is an angel comes down from heaven. So the angel's descending down from heaven and someone throws like a spear or something at, at the angel. But the angel catches it and then it turns into a stripper pole and then he starts like, tw- he literally starts twerking on it all the way to hell. Well, the angel starts twerking on it. Yeah, the, the angel starts twerking and like doing strip tease and stuff. But the stripper pole is just taking him all the way straight down to hell. And then as he gets down to hell, it's like little Nas X is walking up to the devil who's sitting on his throne. And then he walks up to him, starts like twerking on the devil and that. And then um, gets behind the devil, twists his neck and then takes the devil's crown and put it on, on his head. Like, yeah, I'm the devil now. I'm just like, good for you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 mad. And I, I think there's like a Roman Colosseum scene as well. But yeah, all, all the characters and stuff is him in cgi and yeah it's 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 nuts cool so that video came out and then a few days later he released um his custom-made shoes which had a pentagram on it had a bible verse on it and the one where it was like 10 18 and i saw the devil fall from heaven yep and and apparently there was like a drop of human blood inside the sole of each of the shoes And people and, bought it thinking there's humans. Yes. You man are got in hell. Well, like apparently, like one of the, the workers at the place said it was them who, who who like gave the blood to put in the shoe. Whether this is true or not, we're fine. <laughs> I we'll never know. So that's what happened this week. <laughs> <laughs> so firstly, let's talk about this video. Not so much the video itself, but but when I heard about the video, I think I seen like screenshots here and there. But mm. Like I've I watched some very wild stuff in my life. <laughs> this one didn't involve anyone straight, so you're like not this interested. Is not not even that. But this is like one thing 
I just didn't feel I could watch. Mm. Okay. Kind of in the same way how people don't feel right about swearing in church. That was the kind of feeling I had. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm. But Moses okay. watched it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess my first question is why did you watch it? And, and why did you feel okay watching it? So I watched that curiosity. Um and the reason I felt okay watching it is I wasn't watching it for entertainment. I wasn't watching it to be like, oh yeah, like this, like I was watching it to be like, yo, like, what is this guy actually on? Um so so it's almost like research purposes. Um <laughs> <laughs> I've used that excuse before. <laughs> Did a whole lot of research. <laughs> Hey, do you know what? It's mad. So one of my old vicars, yeah, he, his son, two of his sons, and um, so two of his sons were being babysat or something like that by somebody else, and they were playing Scrabble. And his his oldest son had characters on his on his card on his thing, and then he's like, he's stuck. So his little brother was like, oh well, ain't you got a word? So the older brother goes. I got a word, but I can't put it down. <laughs> and then the little brother was like, what's the word? He's like, don't worry. And it's like, oh, what's the word, man? Tell me, tell me. So he tells him, it's P-O-R-N. And okay. the, the little brother's like, but what's that? Why can't you put it down? And the big brother's like, and the big brother and the girl, the babysitters both are like, nah, it's that. don't worry about it. It's, it's nothing. It's cool. And it's like, nah, man, you lot need to tell me, man. You lot keeping me in the dark. And then they're like, nah, don't worry about it. So the guy goes, ah, don't worry, man. I'm going to go Google it. Destruction. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I also watched it from a, from a perspective of like, what's actually going on? Like, what is this about? Um, so that was my angle. And so, yeah, I literally just watched it once. And I was like, rah, so that's what you're on. And I just kept it moving. Um, so yeah, it wasn't a case of, oh, let me, let me vibe to this or anything like that. I was just like, like what's what's actually going on okay so what's your takeaway after, after watching it give us the breakdown so so basically i read his response before i watched it and that was one of the reasons why i watched it so his response someone i don't know if it was actually his response but someone had uh, screenshotted um a response from his twitter and shared it on their Facebook. Now I know that some of these things may be photoshopped and blah blah blah, so I'm not like taking it as is his. I haven't done any research on that front to see if he actually tweeted this. But it was along the lines of he had been made to hate himself. In the like the church had made him hate himself for being a homosexual. And now that he has accepted himself, he wants the church to feel the exact same hate that he felt. <laughs> and so and so that's that's what I read. And I was like, all right, let me see what this guy's actually doing. And so when I when I watched the video, I realized that like he has intentionally used Christian ideas, messages, mm-hmm. and he's he's used that throughout the entirety of the thing. So I was like, raw fam, you're actually hurt, isn't it? Mm. like you're actually hurt and so I'm looking at him like bro like you're hurting and it's almost like you're trying to bleed over the people that made you bleed and that's that's not the solution 
if if like yes the church causing you to hurt was is not good and isn't condoned and shouldn't have been done and there's no excuse for that but it's almost like you doing this now you're almost in the same position as those who hurt you but but he's got bigger problems for me that's what it boils down to it's like you can try to get even the people that hurt you and them things there but ultimately when you stand in front of jesus you're gonna have to you're gonna it's like that's 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 your major problem so playing devil's advocate (laughs) not really not really (laughs) don't let rob rob x here but so you said that he'll have to um give account of his actions to um, from god one day do you think that do you think god gives a pass like um it's it says uh, we have a high priest who can um sympathize with us because he went through everything that we went through so on that account will there be like an understanding from god as to like seeing that he's a product of what happened to him and that's what led him to this or is everyone just accountable for everything regardless of of how you got to that place so my personal perspective is you will be held accountable for your actions if you willingly chose to do this to incite hatred you'll be held accountable for that in as much as um i think the bible mentions something along the lines of people can understand if someone steals bread to feed his family when um talking about the ten commandments like we can understand if you're stealing bread to feed your family but if you get caught you're still going to be required to pay back four times as much because you were caught stealing. And as much as we can like empathize with that, you've still transgressed the law. And now we understand we're under grace, not law and stuff like that. But I, I, my personal perspective is God as a just God will hold you accountable for stuff that you have chosen to do. And if you have chosen to do this, at your big age, yeah. then you can be held accountable for it. Because yeah. just uh, because the environment has done this to you doesn't necessarily mean you need to perpetuate what the environment is perpetuating. Yeah, uh, and I mean, in addition to to that as well, uh, all the parables, like not all of the parables, but a lot of the parables that um, Christ gave about what the kingdom of heaven would be like involved, you know, um, people being invited to a banquet and they turn up not wearing the right clothes, they get kicked out. Or the ten virgins having to, you know, go to meet the bridegroom, five of them take extra oil, five don't. The ones that don't run out, they've got to go, they come back, there's there's no opportunity. Like to some extent it almost starts to sound like mathematics. Now I, I tend to say that a lot it's physics, mathematics, because it's as simple as only perfection will get you through the gates mm. none of us have perfection and thus only christ's perfection will get you through the gates now if you don't have christ's perfection you'll still be judged but regardless of whatever you will never make it anyway so yeah i think there'll probably be an understanding of yeah you suffered and oh no and all of that <laughs> I said, oh no 
<laughs> you still, you're still not going to make the mark, unfortunately. That's why it's all about Christ. Now, even with, I, I mean, I, I, I guess to some extent that's probably me trivializing because I don't know what he went through and I, I don't know about, you know, however they made him hate himself and all mm. that. But, but, you know. but, 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 but something that we, I'm sure we all maybe can maybe like compare it to is like growing up in churches, like even if you're caught um, fornicating or something and like the punishment well, so this, you can... This is the point I'm making is yeah, you're told, you know, he's he's made it sound like, oh, he was made to hate himself. And like I said, I don't know the exact um, details of what he went through, but I imagine it was something along the lines of the Bible says this is wrong. And in our best efforts, we're trying to, and again, America have some weird things with gay conversion therapy and all of that jazz that I don't necessarily know that much about um, or necessarily condone either. But at the end of the day, it was a question of sin and not sin. And you being a Christian and being exposed to the knowledge that in God's eyes, this is sin. Mm. It's no one's fault if there's something within you. And I imagine to some extent, it's probably the Holy Spirit's conviction because you are um, exposed to that to that um, environment. That's letting you know this probably isn't, it's not what God wants for us. And yet it's what you desire, what your flesh desires to do. And there's that conflict and there will always be that conflict. And yeah, like you were saying, you know, you get caught in fornication. The fornication was probably nice when you were doing it, except you come out and ideally the spirit convicts you that it was wrong to sleep outside of marriage because that's not God's original design. But where that doesn't get through and the pastor's trying to tell you the same thing, it feels bad in the moment, but I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's maybe there's nicer ways to do it i don't know but i don't think it's wrong for people to call out sin especially if you are in proximity to christ and proximity to god where we understand we're not just cosmic accidents we're not just reincarnated beings we are designed specifically um by a creator who has a purpose and desire for us and when we stray from that we upset him and when we upset him he's capable of destroying body and soul and thus we need to be mindful of it I, i don't know I don't I don't I don't empathize as much unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think this this is almost um the peculiar position that Christianity is in at the minute because the previous generation almost um presented like a a, a Pharisee sort of idea where it's you keep yourself pure and you do all you want to do to to remain, like all you have to be to remain pure and to remain holy before God. And this generation is almost like, on all of that, I'm going to go live my best life Um, because of the oppression, because of everything. I don't, I have been in situations where people have preached being righteous, but they have overemphasized our part and they've overemphasized the works and they've they've demonized people because Mm. of certain situations that they were in. and that I don't find helpful. I don't necessarily find it helpful to 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 maximize certain sins and minimize others. Like we demonize we demonize women who get pregnant out of wedlock, but we don't necessarily do that to guys who get these women um, pregnant. And it's like, and, I, and I'm not even condoning. Let's demonize them. Let's let's be like, no, like go and sin no more. That sort of. Not, not, not to cut you off, because it's cut close to home. That needs to be called out as well. And yeah. that needs to be 
equally as, if you ask me, dealt with equally as much prejudice as the uh, what they're perpetrating themselves because yeah. that in and of itself is wrong as well. Yeah, and I think, and I, I don't know if this is some something of what he experienced. I don't know. I don't know if it was the unhealthy calling out of what they perceive to be problematic and whatever, which, like, I, I don't it think is anyone... Problematic. Yes, it is problematic. Yes, that's what I'm about I don't think anyone here is, is like, is like disputing our, our stance on this in, in that biblically we don't believe that homosexuality is in accordance with what God had planned for us. Um, and so in, in actively engaging in it, we're actively choosing to go contrary to what God has already originally intended for us to be. But I think the tricky part is how we communicate God's intentionality and God's heart within that. And it's not necessarily skirting around the issue, it's talking to it, but also allowing people to recognise that God still loves them and God is still invested in this relationship with them. And the Holy Spirit is he who can actually move you away and into a right relationship and into a right lifestyle as opposed to you trying to turn and fight yourself and them things there. Um, so yeah, I just I don't know how it was handled, I don't know how he what he endured, I don't know what he went through. Um, I don't necessarily believe that he's going about it the right way. But my mindset is I can't hold him to a standard that he hasn't agreed to live by. And if this is what he's trying to do, fam, do you in it, car like at the end of the day when you stand in front of God, it's gonna be peak for you in it. But yeah. Talking about standing in front of God, do you feel like the people that have that that may have been in the beginning stages of doing whatever to him that made him get to this point, do you think they will be judged for how they went about um quote unquote correcting him? I do. I do believe I do believe they will be held accountable. I, um, the Bible speaks about not everyone should should want to be teachers. You be judged even more stricter, um, and it, it also speaks. Do you think they'll be judged maybe harsher because they because because they had the words and they didn't utilize it in the, as good a way as they could have? Sorry for the bad grammar. <laughs> to... But... So no, I was I was gonna say we we do see that with Jesus and his relationship with the Pharisees. Like Jesus would be more than nice to, you know, old girl that's sleeping with someone that's not her husband and has five hundred husbands born. Um, he'll be more than nice to the 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 leper or to the woman with the issue of blood. And yet when you come to the Pharisees, you you then are foxes. <laughs> He's like super harsh with them because they are teachers and i think we will be surprised at how important it is for christ or for god that people are treated first as humans mm. before you know treated any other way for the law you know even to the extent where healing someone on the sabbath was an issue for the pharisees and you can see christ's response to that so yeah, I think I think when when we mishandle the people that are placed in our care, and I'm saying placed in their care because I'm imagining that these are probably church leadership that we're trying to correct him. When we mishandle that and we don't treat those people as God's precious children, then yeah, we, we will be dealt with harshly. I don't think it's going to take them to hell. No, but and, and I don't I, I don't say that to trivialize. The harsh treatment or the harsh judgment, but I do think they will, you know, like like Mo said, 
um, you know, these are these are God's children at the end of the day. And if you're in church leadership, you better treat them as such. Yeah, just to add to what Peter was saying, I think that's that's what I was going to say. So I'm happy Peter touched on it. In that, um, Paul says that your works will be trialed by fire, and if if like your work wasn't up to scratch, whatever you would have received as a result of that, you're going to lose, even though you yourself are saved. Mm. And so in church leadership and stuff like that, like if if like genuinely Jesus is your savior, like you've, you're living in faith and you're living by faith, you will be saved. But in terms of what you thought you were doing for the kingdom, when that is now trialed, it's going to be like, actually, you weren't you weren't really doing this for the kingdom. There were either ulterior motives or you weren't doing it. It's like you can as. Paul says you can you can heal you can prophesy if it's not done in love it's meaningless um so yeah there's there's still going to be that element of like what was your motivation behind this um and that 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 is interesting um it's actually just struck me as well the fact that so but what you just said there quoting from the bible saying that you can prophesy you can heal but without love it's meaningless even there it, it demonstrates to me how important it is to help people to god or how important helping people is to god such that these people are doing this thing that god's given them the gift of prophecy or healing Mm-hmm. And it's still more important to God that, you know, the people that they prophesy to or that they heal receive that healing than just take it away from them because they're doing it in the wrong way, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. meaningless for them, but it's still important to God to, for them to be able to reach other people and, and give those gifts to them. So, uh, again, that strikes me and shows me how important it is that God cares about people more than any of the laws and, and stuff. But, yeah. Like, to the point where... And I, I keep remembering the story. It's not even a story. Like, I watched the documentary. It was mad. This American evangelist, mm. like, did not believe in God. He He's, like, he's an atheist. He doesn't believe in God. But he's an evangelist, banging crusades and doing all of these things, going on, on radio stations and doing talk shows and all of them things there. And he's, like, for him, it was a, it was a money scheme. Like he would go on the radio and be as in the middle of the of the interview, he would stop and be like, I'm I'm hearing from God. And he's saying that there's a woman in the house right now that there's an issue that she has. And he just wants her to sow the last hundred dollars that is in a savings jar into the ministry. And then and he's like, he's on radio at prime time. Like most people who are listening to it are women, are homemakers sitting at home yeah. by themselves. Yeah. And then and bag of them have got a little savings jar. Yeah, yeah. So when he says that, and if you're a homemaker, like more than likely you're going through an issue or whatever. So you're gonna be like, oh yeah, like God is talking to me. So just from that one prime time thing, he's got money. And then like horoscopes. Fam. And he did a, he did a crusade and people were getting healed. Like people were getting healed and this guy and like the the documentary showed videos of these people getting healed and then it literally just cut to this guy in his in the changing room of the arena that he hired out counting money singing worship songs. So yeah, I believe that God, God, like he's going to have to answer for what he's done in it. 
but God still honoured the faith and God still showed up for the people who came there for him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do believe that God will do that in terms of like still like the people are on God's heart. Mm. And so he will show up for them in spite of um, whatever leadership is doing. Mm. But sometimes leadership think that God is doing that because of them. No, it's because of the faith of the people you're leading, not because of you. Yeah. Mm. What do yes. you think of the video, Robert? Oh, the I mean, yeah, I watched it. What do you think of the whole thing? The whole thing, like the idea and that. <laughs> um, I definitely agree that it's coming from a place of hurt. It kind of reminds me of the Omar of Hobson video when mm. he was in the desert. Yeah, I think that yeah. was a bit more. That, that that was a healthier way of dealing with um, what he was feeling, mm-hmm. and but, but yeah. yeah, and honestly, Lil Nas X's problem isn't with God; it's with the people who say God is their God, mm. and and so the yeah the, the video wasn't wasn't so much to like try and blaspheme God; he was just doing what he knew would rattle the people who had hurt him. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I feel like, and even like I know that I'm um, at fault to this myself. Um, when you go like hard against somebody, there's a part that there's almost a part of you that feels like you haven't done anything wrong. Oh. Mm. So, um, like so he almost feels justified in what he's done. Yeah. And I feel like the, the, the people that, that have caused him to go down this road will, will, will probably feel justified too. In, in the same way, African parents will feel justified in giving you the licks. <laughs> licks upon licks. Spare the run and spare the child, don't it? Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> the runs were spared. <laughs> we even added. <laughs> so we added just in case. Definitely. Yeah. Robert's having flashbacks. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Remember those uh, balloons at McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> and then they had. Yeah. The white long stick on them and then the flexi. Yes. Oh. That was my that, 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 that was my mum's rod of choice. Do you know what? Yeah. It will make you look twice. It will make you look differently at McDonald's balloon whenever you walk past it. But, <laughs> Instead of happy feelings, you get flashbacks. <laughs> After that, you, 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 uh, you don't want to take a balloon home after that. No, no, because you know you can't mess up. Yeah, but 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 yeah, um, I do feel like there needs to be a shift in church mindset when it comes to how we do all these things and taking responsibility for how we've gone about um trying to challenge people on their actions and how they're doing things because. Yeah. Yeah. Because because um, it can cause more harm than good. Mm. Um, you know that's why things like church hurt are are a thing. That's why things like um, pastors' kids is a thing. Like sometimes, you, like your intentions can be good, but the execution can cause more harm than good. Mm. Uh, yeah, but 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 uh, but like you guys have been saying, like God God sees everyone's heart, so so God knows whether it was coming from a good place or whether you're just being a Pharisee or a pagan. 
and, and yeah, and there is double standards as well when it comes to some sins compared to other sins. Yeah, you know. I really, I really love the phrase "God sees my heart." <laughs> I, I really just want to be like, yes, and He knows that it's desperately wicked, mm. and sinful, and deceitful above all things. Yeah. And the way people will be throwing out, only a God can judge me, as if that's one bulletproof armor. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I, th- I think, I think it was Paul Washer. Like he flipped it and it made me laugh. He was like, some people are like, oh, only God can judge me, and he's like. Doesn't that make you scared? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather be judged by a man that I could potentially fall. That one who can see everything. Yeah. And who has the power to make you sizzle for the whole eter- whole of eternity. Are you mad? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Just before we round up. Um, yeah, so I'm not planning to watch the video because I don't think it would sit well in my spirit. <laughs> And it, and it was just making me think about all the things that we used to not do as children, like like say Candyman in the in the mirror three times. Mm. Um, not call was it was it not called six 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 or one 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 something like that. One, one of those numbers. You don't call one of those numbers. So I just, I just want to round up um, by asking, as believers, if we believe that we are covered by you know the blood of Jesus and we're, and we're good. Should we be fearing such things? I mean, so personally, I I think a bunch of them is like um, a bunch of them is is just you know old wives' tales and mm. you know speculation and superstition and all of that jazz. You know, the, <laughs> it went. I remember not wanting to say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you said it, bro. <laughs> because of Michael Keaton. <laughs> But um, I think for a, for the most part, it's 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 harmless superstition and it's it's stuff like especially at least because I, I most of my experience with this has been in Ghana, where having grown up, I can see almost the um, the reasoning behind it. Like the, mm-hmm. you know, they say you don't open an umbrella indoors, and it's like well, more often than not, it's because the umbrella is wet and you don't want to open that yeah. indoors. Yeah. But you know, as a kid, I'm not gonna understand that. And so they'll tell me, don't open an umbrella and doors, otherwise your mum will die. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so for, I, I, I just heard it brings I just heard it brings bad luck. My man heard your mum will die. That's oh my I, I heard your mum will die. <laughs> oh, she's okay this week. I don't know. I don't even do that to her. But um I think where believers especially should be careful is where there are things like like Ouija boards and yeah. like actual occultic things, because by being a Christian, I think you already have whether you're you 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 know so or not by virtue of your maturity as a Christian, you already have some proximity to this spiritual war that is going on because mm. you've joined a team, you've joined God's team, and it is a winning team, but you're now you know you're now on the enemy's team as far as the devil's concerned, and so I think. For Christians, for, for for believers, we should be avoiding things like tarot cards, tarot readings, um, Ouija boards, anything to do with the occult or witchcraft, because unfortunately, the spiritual realm is full of good and evil. So there's evil people that also have access to the spiritual realm. When Saul wasn't hearing from God and he went to Samuel, he went to a, um, a necromancer. 
who was not a godly person, but she was still able to bring up uh, Samuel. Some people debate whether it was Samuel, but whatever he prophesied came true, so I don't know. But there's access to the spiritual realm from a good way and from a bad way. And mm. I think when you join a team and you join like God's team as a Christian, you should probably avoid some of those ones. But everything else, I didn't hear about calling 666 when... <laughs> When I did uh when, when I did and it's coming back, when I did a sixty-six, uh my mum was like, Peter, if you put one six there, six six six, you wanna change the name? I'm like, this is sixty six books of the Bible. <laughs> but you know, I think sometimes there's a bit of superstition. I I don't worry so much about that. Yeah. But the real the real things, like there's a movie, sorry, I'm I'm talking a lot, but there's a movie The Right, I think. And I, I you know, I don't care about horror movies, they don't scare me. But that movie, I think, was based on a true story. And they were actually speaking Latin. And so I started watching, and I was like, nah, I can't watch this because <laughs> I actually know what's going on. And it looks like they're doing something real. It's not just your run of the mill, drive me to hell or whatever. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to stay away from this. But I was sore all day. It doesn't do yeah, that it's a so, Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that, so, 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 having said that, so shows like Shaman King and shows like Naruto that deal with demons and spirits are those things we just stay away from too. Well, no, Bleach, Bleach, Shinigami, yeah, and that. Yeah, 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 but, but. <laughs> but said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me justify. Watch me justify. No, um. I mean, I, I, that comes down to conviction. As with all of these things, I, I should I should probably say it comes down to conviction. But I, I think there's a difference between like mythology and cultural mm. sort of um, cultural sort of uh, tales and, and and stories and fables and stuff that has some leeway that's not necessarily occultic. And so yeah, that's that's my take. Why those are okay for me and maybe yeah. <laughs> I think I think my my sentiments would have been will be are very much along the same lines as Peter. Having grown up in Ghana, um, there's been some superstitious stuff that I've heard that I was just like, "Raw, that's that's mad." Like I heard, if you whistle at night, you're gonna call it. You a ghost is gonna come to you. And so I was shook. I was like, "What?" But then as I grew up, I real uh, I found out that because um, the areas were surrounded by a lot of like forests and stuff. If you whistled, there was likely if if the snakes around you were likely to like call them to where you were. So I was like, okay, F- fair enough. I guess ghosts may be more frightening than snakes, so you you use that as opposed to that. Um, and so some of these things, I'm like, alright, I can kind of see how we got them and stuff like that. I don't necessarily believe that we should hold on to superstition, um, because like e- even if these things are real. Like we've got God. Like mm. no no one's there. Like we've got God. Um and even when as I look through the Old Testament, um, Daniel, Daniel in all of that like, the wisdom that God gave me and everything like that, I find it very intriguing that when he went to Babylon, he was made chief of the magicians. Like my man had occultists under him. Mm. Like he he was head honcho over the occultists, and I'm like, if that situation was happening now, how would Christians respond to that person? He's a demon. 
you know, like that. But I, I, I know mm. that the situation is slightly different, like conquest and blah, 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 stuff like that isn't necessarily the, the times in which we're living in now. But you've, you've been captured by someone. And as the ruler, he's made you chief of all of the occultists and you serve God. Mm. And you're not and you're not trying to run the revival. You're not trying to do a Bible study to bring everyone. You're just like, well, like I know who asked, like, like, bro, what's really good? Um, and so that for me, that challenges me as to how not that we should condone or we should have activities uh, with 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 that, even as Paul says, like what union does the house of God have with with the house of Baal? Um but it's very much like what what is the relationship? I know we are set apart, but it's like how do we navigate this? Um, and I'm still I'm still kind of thinking through, praying through and stuff. But I just I just see it as if Daniel was able to be the the chief and he was he was good. Um, that then puts me in a, into a space where I'm like I can trust in God to protect me. Um, mm. I can trust in God to protect me. So yeah, um, I don't necessarily hold on to it. And in terms of the animes and stuff, there's some animes that I don't I don't mess with. Like there's one Beelzebub. I'm like the name is far too far. I don't I don't Not like wrong. that. Bro, I that was actually sick. Like it was actually it was it was sick. You, you justify why you watched that. Justify why you watched that. Okay, I watched it because it was a great mango. <laughs> now I didn't I didn't watch it. I read it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically about about this boy who has to babysit um, the son of a demon who's going to become king of the demon world one day. Mm. It was it was a it was a great read. It was a great. They kind of rushed the ending. They, they they kind of rushed the ending, but the ride itself was truly good. I saw the name and I was like, "Yeah, I ain't, I ain't doing this. I ain't, I ain't getting into this." But they, there's even yes. one Blue Exorcist, yeah. and the whole premise was that the devil had a had a son with a human wife, and now he's like part human, part devil, but he's going around exercising demons i'm like yo i like this concept let's see what it's about <laughs> but obviously i wasn't i wasn't analyzing it like this when i first started i was just like oh cool let's see what it's about um but yeah it's there's there's some animes i'm just like the premise alone i can't i can't mess with <laughs> but what is it devil cry is it demon devil may cry no 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 i, I bang devil may cry but there was one devil man or something like that where you were oh, like, devil man bad baby yes yeah after you told me about the first episodes you watched, I was like, okay, I can't watch this. I think I watched like 10 minutes of it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I got to the part where they got to the club. I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's chill. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it goes back to in terms of what you actively engage with. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Um, exercise wisdom. How do you feel about being there, Moses? I couldn't play it. I've, I've, it's still it's still in the thing. I don't know. Like I'm I'm banging God of War. I'm banging Devil May Cry. Bayonetta. I'm just like I don't know. Okay, for those who don't know, Bayonetta is this like witch of darkness who shoots guns from her hands and her feet. Um, and she's going against like the holy. Uh, they're not godly, but they're like the holy, the light, the light mm. um creatures. 
But you know, I do like into some of the animes. I do like the flip that they have on the whole um, heavenly demonic um, dynamic. So even like Seven Deadly Sins, where they had like the angels were actually corrupted, who were fighting against, who were doing the holy war against the demons, and it's like the demons are almost humanized and were given emotions, and like some of them were placed into relationships, and they actually just trying to survive. And like the, yeah, and so I, I I do like that that it, it does emphasize that things aren't always as black as white as you might anticipate them even with like Lucifer being like head honcho in terms of worship in heaven, and then corrupting and stuff like that. So yeah, I do like that that angle to it. But yeah. Alright, cool guys. Let's round up. It's getting late. We need to sleep. Cool. Um, hookups. Cool. Can I go first? You yeah. can, Peter. So I have my, and I mentioned this to you guys earlier, first experience with 5G, and uh, my hookup is, if you can, when you upgrades, don't don't sleep on it. It's, it's, decent. it's decent. When when Peter said my first experience with, I thought we were going somewhere totally different. <laughs> <laughs> no, with 5G internet um, or data, if I, I would say. Don't don't sleep on it as not being as established as it should be right now. If you've got if you've got good coverage where you are, your next upgrade consider it for sure. And it helps if you're in Liverpool as well, apparently. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Just check your coverage. Check check where you're covered. Yeah. So my my hookup is 5G, despite Corona conspiracies. Fan facts. If you if you are a corona conspiracist, then you can just stay on three G. <laughs> not not even four G. Go yeah. go down. Go down. Uh, go down. I think I think mine would be a podcast that I stole from from uh, from Peter. Um, and it's called Simply Put. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Simply Put. It's a Ligonier Ministries podcast. It's um, a Ligonier Ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what Robert thought he had. Do you want to explain what that is? So, so, so Ligonier is a... Um, <laughs> the joke's gone over my head. Um, no, because I, I know exactly what Robert thought that he had. If you say Ligonier quickly. <laughs> um, it's, it's a... It's pretty much like a reformed... Um, they're, they're, they're doctrine, it's Arsene Sproul's yes, ministry. He's passed away, but in terms of their doctrine and stuff, it's very much reformed, very much orthodox, um, kind of sticking sticking to the brief, sticking to the lines. But simply put as a podcast in which they take five minutes to explain theological words. So like justification, sanctification, glorification, um, sin, God, Satan. It's five minutes on a weekly basis to just explain these, these concepts. And so... For some people, it may be helpful to just kind of understand what what people mean when they say justification or what is, is typically meant when we say justification and stuff. Um, and for other people, it may just be like um, intellectual bragging rights or whatever. Um, I pray against the latter. Um, I pray that if you actually get into this, it's, it's that you actually want to understand more and more of what the Bible is saying and how people interact with it as opposed to being able to drop these terms of conversations and seem like you're a professor and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's helpful. It's helpful. And it's only five minutes. So yeah, 
it's been running for a couple of years now, so you you'll be able to like go through it. So like imputed righteousness, um, general revelation, canon of scripture, five solas, gang gang. Um, it is heavily reformed and, and yeah. heavily Calvinistic, and it's worth bearing that in mind. But yeah, it's good. It's very good. Ooh, cool. they got modalism. <laughs> so my hookup this week is a EP. So it's my cousin's birthday. He is a singer. Shout out to Justin. Um, yeah. So he's just put out a five-track EP, Afrobeat kind of thing. So if you look Ooh. for the motive by Stinger, that's S T I N J A H. The motive. Come mm-hmm. Spotify, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotify or the DSPs. How much did you get paid for that ad, bro? No, nothing. Find his family. Family, you know. You got to... What's his name? Hook up. Hook up. Stinger. Stinger. What's the song's name? Oh, I uh, know. Yeah. The motive. The, the motive. Yeah. <laughs> I typed in Stinger and I see a white band coming up. I know that's not your cousin. <laughs> oh, my cousin. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right, let's round off. Shout out to Reed for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the Audrey Amazing logo. You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK, on Instagram, TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.hotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Black's Furnace, no apostrophe, on all good podcasts and websites and apps, including Spotify, iTunes, them things there. Black's Furnace with an apostrophe. That's it. Everyone, have a happy Easter. It would have been done by the time they hear this, though. Yes, he would have been yeah. risen by then. Hey. Mm. Cool. I guess this is the... <laughs> what's funny. It just reminded me of one picture I saw uh, last year around COVID that was talking about um, don't congregate with your church um, during Easter because you will die. And <laughs> someone had, someone had written underneath this. I guess they don't know how the story ends, but yeah, sorry along those lines. But yeah. Cool. Cool. Alright, this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah.